This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. It's Eli here with a preview of another show that we think you're going to enjoy. Uh, This is a brand new show to the Fable and Folly Network, and it's called The Wanderer. It's narrated audio fiction uh, created by T.H. Ponders, and you might know them as the brain behind Accession, which is a, a really lovely poetic podcast about art history. Uh, also, the sci-fi comedy Mars's Best Brisket, and uh, they produce some stories for Open Worlds, and it's co-produced by Jordan Stillman, who you might know from The Ordinary Epic. But The Wanderer, uh, this new show, Ponders calls it a queer fairy tale audio drama about being separated from the ones you love to keep them safe, to bring them home. Uh, so if you like books like Silver in the Wood or podcasts like The Far Meridian and Old Gods of Appalachia, uh, look it up wherever you get your podcasts. Look for The Wanderer or go to callofthewander.com. Enjoy. Those that travel through the forest know that there are three types of path you can follow. The first are the trails, the roads, the cuts that have scarred over, etched along the forest floor to make traversal easy. I've nothing against those who take the roads. If it's getting where you're going and not the going itself, so be it. At least they aren't the ones doing the cutting. Don't cause more damage in their going about. No, the distinction of the smallest sliver of my disquiet belongs to the group who takes the second path. The bushwhackers, or the one-man cutters, as the old ones called them. Sometimes it's about getting to the end faster, other times it's about seeing more of the scenery. And still there are those who think this way is braver, the more adventurous route. They think they're so special, forging their own path, pioneering, discovering the undiscovered. There's nothing undiscovered out here. Maybe undiscovered by them, but the provision of having been perceived by a man means very little to the forest. The old ones called it a one-man cut because 
It's just that. Sure, they don't take down any trees or pack the dirt so tight even the weeds can't grow. But they leave behind a trail of broken twigs and trampled fauna. And a cut is a cut is a cut. Think a beauty as big as the forest wouldn't mind a little cut, and really, she's fine. But she can't make a habit of letting cuts go unpunished. Else there'd be no more forest. It's one thing to take the old scarred over roads, but cut the forest fresh, and the forest will cut you back. So, how then is a man supposed to travel through the forest? I'll tell you. The third path. The hardest to traverse, or so they say. How would they know? As best I can tell, I'm the only one who does it anymore. I'm probably the only one who's done it in hundreds of years. The problem with the roads and the bushwhacks is that they stem from the idea that traversal of the forest is a uniquely human endeavor, and that only man knows best how to get through the forest. As if there weren't many creatures here before us, as if there weren't other men here before us, as if the forest hadn't already provided the perfect paths. These paths are as old as the forest herself, and as new as the winds and rains that ever bend them. They are the arteries, the airways, the means by which the forest takes her deep, long breaths. Without these paths, there would be no forest at all. And when you're keen, when you learn to hear the forest breathe, you can follow those paths. And moving along one, it's like flying. Not a branch cracks, not a flower is trampled. Your feet barely touch the forest floor. To the townsfolk and travelers, there are whispers and legends. Stories told once, long ago, round a crackling campfire. Fairy tales they heard as children help them dream sweet and safe. But the old ones had a name for these paths. The Wanders. Which makes me the last of the Wanderers. It's not a name that I wear with any sort of distinction or honor. I take no pride in it. I mention it only so you understand why I go for very long stretches without ever seeing another soul. Of course, the wander isn't easy. All things in the forest are balanced. Traveling the roads will wear a person down in a specific way. There's only so long you can move through a scar without having to pay by part of your soul. But you'll get where you're going with relative ease. The bushwhack is hard in the way that anyone who decides to follow their ego will eventually find themselves in a trap built of their own hubris. The wander is easiest on the limbs, the most natural, but 
harder on the mind. You don't really belong in the veins of a forest, and the forest knows it. Along the wander, you're tested. Tested for what you are, and tested for what you are not. They're not easy tests, either. But I think you should know something before we continue. I'm not the hero of this story. In fact, the story doesn't have a hero. This story has a wanderer. A wanderer who will be tested, who will pass, who will fail, will be left to wonder if they passed or failed or if they were ever really tested at all. I'm not going to save anyone here, least of all myself. But I've made a deal with the forest. I've agreed to wander. To wander as long as I can, as long as the forest wants. I don't completely understand what she wants with me, but I wander because it's the only way I have to keep the person I love most safe. I wander because it's the only way I'm going to get him back. It's the least I can do. It's the only thing I can do. To go where the trees are cut low, the path wouldn't lead me to you. If I tried to go cut a trail of my own, the path wouldn't lead me to you. So I wander, I wander, I wander my. I wonder, I wonder, 
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Wanderer. If you want to keep wandering with us, you can listen to the next episode right now by searching for The Wanderer on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find out more about The Wanderer at www.callofthewander.com. The Wanderer is written and performed by T.H. Ponders, produced by Jordan Stillman, with show art by V. Silverman, created by Ponders Productions a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. After all this time... What time is it again? I feel like the clock stopped. Time was a tennis ball. We could bat round the court. Time for distraction, too. Time to just sink to the bottom. Time to get to the meat of this meat. Time for Greater Boston Season 4. That's right. On September 13th, Greater Boston returns with new full-length episodes released every other Tuesday. And we're so excited for you to hear it. But also, it's been three years since our last season wrapped, so we're maybe a little worried that people might have forgotten about us. So we're asking for you to help spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your co-workers and classmates, tell your cat, tell your local subway busker. But politely and without interrupting their performance, point is, now is a good time to share your love for Greater Boston on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and TikTok and wherever else you, you know, post things. Then come back on September 13th when Greater Boston Season 4 officially begins.